This is the tale thus far. Deep in the dune seas of Maya lies Mareel, the last standing city of Mashkala. This is a city of magi and mystics, thieves and cutthroats, a city where the shadows themselves watch your every move. In this place, a band of unlikely adventurers will come together to unearth ancient artifacts, hidden temples, and a plot that threatens the very fabric of reality. A plot beyond the control of the gods above and below is unfolding. In this dark time, a folk story has come to light, and the only hope for the survival of the city and all of creation may be a legendary artifact known as the Crown of Queens. inside the cell you know two strangers and me are there you're you feel heavy like your limbs feel heavy but you're used to the poison uh being a person who works with poisons you're kind of familiar with uh with what it does so you know that it's worn off and this is just the lethargy of like the deep sleep that it would have caused in the body so i can assume then that we've been in this root cellar for multiple multiple hours based yeah, on the it, length of that time at least nine at least nine if not longer okay because typically it lasts about 12 so and i'm the only one that's awake currently yes are the two dudes in the masks that are like they're at the top of the stairs or at the foot of the stairs they're leaning against a wall and the stairwell is to the right so you're in a square room they're leaning against the wall next to them a wooden staircase going up, up, upstairs, up somewhere. And I can't really. Can I see where their eyeline is? Because they're in the masks. Because mm -hmm. they're can in the I, masks. Can I tell if they're? I can't tell where their eyeline is, but can I, are their faces pointed towards me? Yes, they're pointed towards the cell. How close am I to? Am I holding Ephraim's razor, or it's next to me? It's next to you. But I hear the weird, angry man and. It voiced in my head too. You heard the voice. You did hear the voice. All right. So I was like, we had, without moving and like trying to not move my lips too much, I'm just gonna be like, where, where am I? I have no idea. We are not very helpful at all, are you? What do I look like? You look like nothing. You are invisible. I don't even believe you are real anymore. And I'm gonna like try. I don't know if I'm real anymore. Inch my hand. Am I close enough to Emmy to like touch him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I try and like very slowly, like I got time, so I'm just gonna like, <laughs> like my hand over, over, over until I can touch, like try and tap him or touch him or see if a very minimal tap would rouse him. Um, you poke him a couple of times in the thigh, and Emmerich starts to wake up. I'm gonna like as he's waking up, I'm gonna be like, shh, shh. Quiet, don't move, don't move. There are two men over there in the corner, and there are two other smelly men over here with us. And the crazy invisible man is still here as well. I'll look around for the crazy shimmering man. As you're looking around with your uh, prosthetic eye, you can see over where there's like a tunnel in the corner between where the tunnel meets the wall. And, like a, and he's basically it. It's tucked into a dark corner. I'm assuming the scimitar, the shield, and the bow are all gone. 
they're in the room. They're just on the other side of the cell wall. Right. Uh, what about the dagger? No, it's on you. Okay. All I have is a small knife, and I did not fare too well with them the last time. Oh, there's a lot of them. That's what the voice says. How many more are outside of this room? Oh, just upstairs? There's like 40 of them. Maybe we can talk to them. We can figure out why they brought us here and we can get them to let us go. Maybe they just want these other smelly men. We have nothing to do with them. Make, are you trying to, are you trying to speak quietly? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, rambling. Yeah, quiet. I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I, I forgot I was being quiet. <laughs> right. So, so uh, I'm going to say that if you have like, make a sleight of hands check. Okay. Or stealth check. Make a stealth check. Okay. I, I should be good at those. <laughs> Hypothetically. Yeah. One would hope. They don't notice you. Um, I am the sneakiest babbler in the whole basement. And as you say that, Steve, you and Jim start to come to consciousness. Oh, oh, my head. Emmy, oh. don't move. Don't move. See what happens when they wake up. Gargling rubs his eyes a bit. Okay. Kind of sits himself up as much as he can. One of the masked guys elbows the other one and goes, they're up. Go get the boss. When are we bound at all? No, you're just inside of a cell. Okay, I only have regular human eyesight. Can I see anything at all? You have regular old human eyesight? Yeah, I'm just a regular old human. Yeah, there, there's there's sconces, like iron sconces on the wall. Oh. They have torches in it. Yeah. It's, it's dim light, but it's not even, like, low light. Like, you're fine. You can see it's just like being in a seedy basement cell. So now there's only one of them in the room with us? Yeah, now there's only one guard room. And we're in a locked cell. cage? Yeah. And the lock, I assume, is on the outside. Does it look like a big lock? Does it look, in my experience with lockpicking, does it look difficult? It looks like it's a really good quality lock for a shitty, really shitty made cage. And we're all four in the same cage. You are in the I'm going to stand up. Okay. Stretch. Okay. Ugh. Garglin, are you okay? I look around a little and I say, not again. Now, is he still, are we still down hit points from before? Yes, you guys are still hurt. Okay, I'm going to lay hands on Garglin then. Okay, and while you guys are, are talking to each other and, and fixing each other, you see uh, a female cat person. Vanessa, go ahead and describe your character. Uh, she's a female cat person. She's a black cat. She's a gray cat with black spots. And she's wearing black, like a little, like a crop top and little, like, fancy harem-y pants. And she's got some cool gold arm bracelets. She looks, she's got some pretty earrings. And she's very well-groomed, as a cat would be. And she has an amazing sword. And she has a really shiny sword that she is clutching while pretending to be asleep. Yeah, you could tell she's not asleep at this point. <laughs> Because her eyes are open, <laughs> like a death grip on the sword. I'm gonna uh, do my. I'm gonna do my best, Lando, and say, "Well, well, well. What have we here?" Mm. There's also another fellow in the uh, in the cell with you guys, uh, Maddie. Want to go ahead and describe what you look like? Uh, sitting up now to check his own wounds is a very stern-looking half elf, uh, also very well kempt, but dressed in very simple slacks shirt. Uh, the somewhat nice, uh, looks like a very thick silk vest on, or like a shirt. Not too much that'll make him stick out in a crowd, except where his, I think it's the left eye should be, is a multifaceted emerald. Alright, I just healed Gargling for 14. Thank you, sir. If um, I don't up that, I'll make you feel a little better anyway. I'm sorry I opened my mouth, but 
those guys are shady. And I look over and see the other two guards over there. Oh. Okay. And like I said, I look at the Cali. I'm like, well, 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 what have we here? Um, I don't know if uh, Vanessa's going to react to the, the Lando Calrissian. Well, well, well. I'm going to, like, sigh deeply. <laughs> <laughs> and stand up and start brushing myself off. I assume there's dirt and dust on me, and I do not like it. Yeah, there is. A lot. Nope, it's coming off. You guys brush, feel like brush. you've been dragged. Like, not even carried. <laughs> you've oh, been dragged. It is everywhere. Alright, I heal myself for 12 while she's ignoring me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got the yellow, uh, were you injured? Yes, I was. I, I assume you were as well. I assume you did not come willingly <laughs> into this basement of dirt and filth. I'll do a, uh, a cure moderate on ya. Oh, yay. <laughs> Thank you. Who are you people? Why'd you get us in trouble? Why are we locked up? Oh, I have no beef with these people. Why did we get you in trouble? We were yeah. simply at a party, and then crazy people show up, and then suddenly there are other little crazy people, and they are fighting us. We're trying to warn everybody about the ghost wine. I make a judgment call about the way these guys are dressed, and I woke up here. Oh, well, you weren't wrong. No, evidently I wasn't, because we're in a cell now. Uh, so we like look around. Is there anything in the cell? Just dirt floor, cage. All that's in the cell is the four of you. Dirt floor, cage walls. Look like it's been hastily installed, not shoddily installed. I don't want you to make that false assumption. It's a very well-constructed shitty cage with a very nice lock. Okay. Uh, I'm going to turn back to Clarion and be like, what do you mean, right wine? What is wrong with the wine? My friend, uh, the dwarf gargler, gar gargler and I, of course, I know I'm getting your name wrong because <laughs> said my intelligence is not high. We were, we were enjoying ourselves at the third question the other day. He was playing with his band. And uh, evidently some wine came in on the last caravan that <coughs> haunted with spectral whites or something. Uh, the barkeep opened the wine and people were killed and attacked by these whites. He said there was a whole wagon of this wine over at the, the, Ma the Magi Proving Grounds and we went over there to let them know so not to open the wine. And now I'm here with this interesting looking cat lady and this guy with the green eye. Well, it seems you were late in your warning. We dealt with the whites ourselves. You see his emerald eye flash for a moment as he his wounds stitch up. Uh, it was a cure serious wounds from the eye. Keep track of it. I am. All right, I'm going. I'm going to use my star dice. Okay. Uh, for an augury about whether I should trust these two or not. Okay. Ooh, that's fun. So the basis for meaningful reply is seventy percent plus one percent per level, so it'd be seventy-eight percent. Okay. And the roll is made secretly, so I guess you would make the roll. I'll use actual dice. All fun. Whether I should deal with these people or not. Um, and thank you, Maddie. You brought me back up exactly to full. Uh, I'm nowhere close. <laughs> oh, that's a good roll. Do I tell you your answer secretly? Yes. Okay. All I know, the only thing you tell me is, is whether this particular action will bring good or bad results for me. So down the stairs, this muscular humanoid descends. He's dressed in dark leather armor. He's got shadow chain hanging from various parts of it. As a chain swings, you notice it's soundless as it moves. Dark cloak uh, and hood frame his form. 
His face is covered in a featureless crimson mask with black eye slits. And from he's got a dark leather belt with a ruby belt buckle. It's a very noticeable belt buckle. For someone so kind of cast in nondescript armor, very noticeable belt buckle. Because it's just one giant fucking ruby. Whoa. Yeah. Like probably uh, five inches across by three inches high. But just like a solid stone. Uh, hangs six rapiers, each with ornately carved guards. So he has three on each hip. But only two arms. Right, but only two arms. And he says, he looks at the, as he's coming down the stairs, two more guards are coming down behind him. The one, assumably, you can't really tell much about all of these masked individuals, but assumably the one that had gone up to get him has come down in front of him. So you're now in a room with five people four guards, three of them with heavy crossbows, one of them with a sap, uh, like a, a club kind of leaned over his shoulder, and this rapier-wielding muscle man with a mask. You know, he's, his face is, is towards you guys, but he doesn't seem to be addressing you. And he says, anyone touch her blade? No, sir. Mm-mm. Nope, not me. You said not to touch it. The one with the sap kind of bangs on the on the cage. Are all of you awake? You look like you're awake. Not only awake, but wanting to know what the hell is this all about? The The name of Volkos, what is going on? Boss wants to talk to you. Well, here he is. Talk. I stand up. Hello. Welcome. To the mask kind of looks left, looks right, muscular guy looks right. Welcome to a shithole. I'm sure you're all wondering why you're in such a place. Very little of it actually has to do with you or who you are. I actually don't even know who you are. I barely know who she is. And it's unfortunate that you're all here. I'm sorry for that, I guess. Whatever. Condolences. I, I, I literally scoff at him. Uh, at this time, we're, we're not really concerned with, with who you are as individuals. Uh, just that you're necessary. Your mother is, is not long for her throne, and your sister is more than easy to pay off, so uh, you being here is a negligible loss as long as we get what we come for. Um, and the rest of you are collateral damage at best. What I need is down that tunnel. Down that tunnel there is a crypt. And within that crypt is a door that has 31 keyholes. We have previously been in negotiations with Lady Samariel, uh, and the only reason that we have not killed her and taken that blade that you are wearing at this point, you realize he's not even addressing you three. He's just talking to Graziel. Yeah, I've like slowly walked towards the front of the cage. Like, I'm yeah. just like, fucking come at me, bro. The only reason we did not kill uh, Lady Semriel is uh, because her connection to Lady Rosalind. Uh, luckily for us, Lady Rosalind does not have any love loss for you either way. Therefore, this is more multiple birds with one stone. Uh, what is being am I Wait, am I to understand that my sister knows I am here and had a part in putting me here? Neither had a part in putting you here or is aware that you are here, but will not have a problem that you are here. Beach. She is. She is. But she pays well. She's well connected and as a woman of vision that we can get behind. That is neither here nor there. What I need is for you to go down that hallway and unlock that door. And why would I do this for you? We will kill you if you don't. How do I know you will not kill me once I unlock it? You don't. 
Well, if I'm going to die either way, why would I die making you happy when you have made me so dirty? There is the chance to discover what is beyond the door. And the only thing that can unlock it is the blade you now hold. And I would wager, like every other being who comes in possession of one of those items, you have some curiosity about what exactly is or does. You know nothing of me and my curiosity. This is true. Only rumors. The rest of you, do you like coin? I'm not against it. How much is enough coin to go with her down that hallway and see what's behind a door? Well, considering that we may or may not die either way, it would have to be a fair amount. Are we talking thousands, tens of thousands? What's the gold price? You know, you could have asked instead of just, you know, knocking us out and bringing us there. Not one who does much asking. You're here. It is convenient. I'm willing to pay you. It is easier than killing you. You know, on the other hand... If I agree and I take these men down and they open your door, what do I get? Whatever's behind it, you get to keep the blade. I am keeping the blade either way. That is fair. We do not want it. I do not want to come into possession of the responsibility that that blade carries. That is on you. You have taken that upon yourself. I'm not even sure it's really a blade of Ephraim. But if it is, uh, religion rolls for anybody who has religious affiliations in the party. Is that just Maddie's character? No, I've got it too. Yeah, I've got for it. Yeah, there's a there's a mythical blade known as Ephraim, mythical blades known as Ephraim's razors. They're believed to be 31 of them, and they are said to be um, the weapons passed down to mortal folk from the thief gods, the thief lords, as they're called. There's essentially a council of uh, the fairest thieving deity. Uh, and it is said that their tools for the prime material world are these blades known as Ephraim's razors. So what's in it for you then? If we're going to go down, we get to keep what we find and you're paying us. And forgive me if I don't trust you since you poisoned us and abducted us and brought us to this hole. What is in it for you? If we go in there, we're allowed to keep what we find and you're giving us coin. Yes, you're allowed to keep what you find. We're giving you coin. We won't kill you. I've been instructed by someone that I follow that I am to get that door open. I'm, like, gonna stare him right at where I assume his eyes are and be like, Who is we? We. Who are you? Who am I? I'm not telling you my name. My name is a very powerful thing. And who has told you to open this door? The person that I serve. If you want us to work together, I feel like we can have a very profitable relationship. But if that's going to happen, <coughs> you're going to have to tell me like a little bit, like your fucking name. You come back out, and I will give you my name. Hold a moment, please. I'm going to turn to Garglin and kind of take him aside a little bit and tell him what the Star Guys told me. Let's say, you know, I have these dice for my god, right? They kind right. of they give me some hints about what might the future hold. Well, here's what they told me about this. And I'm going to talk. I'm not going to tell you my name. But if that is your price to go down that hallway, that's fine. If I kill you, your mother will be angry. Your sister and I will have to come up for an excuse, with an excuse why you're dead. Your sister might turn on me. Oh, my sister this. will definitely turn on you. Which is another concern. So at this point, what I really need is for you to go down the hallway and open the door. Now, and I, what I need to kill know. you all and have 
some of these fine gentlemen take your weapon take on the burden unlock the door but then I have to deal with that and that is not something I really want to deal with although you are starting to become more of a problem than you are a help I think you brought me here because you know I am the best one in the city at cracking locks. So I don't think you want to kill me because it gets rid of your best chance to get the door open. It's definitely a better chance than some of these individuals have. So what I want, if I agree, to go back and open your little door for you. I would like to know who you are and I would like to maybe explore some business opportunities together. I will give you my name. And we can explore business opportunities once you get the door open. Do I trust him? Is that a thing in Pathfinder? Sense like, motive. There's a sense motive check. Can I do that? Yeah, go ahead. Mind if I try as well? Go ahead. 20. 20. Um, you get... He does not appear to be trapped. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As far as you can tell, he's, he's, he's being honest with you. He's being as forthright okay. as a masked being who has <laughs> locked in a cage can be. He seems more irritated. Like, okay, so the, the mood you get from him is less like, I'm the scary bad guy with a knife and I'm here to threaten you. And it's more like, look, I'm an assassin. Clearly these are all assassins. I have a job to do. This is how I do my job. I kidnap or kill people. I've kidnapped you all. I might not be the best person who's most adept adept at these sorts of negotiations because typically when we do a job, we just murder everybody and leave. So dealing with live um, prey, as it were, not necessarily something that he seems adept at. Or adept at. Um, he's more frustrated by the situation, but it seems he has been given a task to do and now he's doing it and trying to do it to the best of his abilities. And he almost seems to not so much be reading from a script as uh, you can just tell by his tone that he's just repeating shit back that he's been told. And he said, you know, like almost in the, okay, if they don't want an exchange or a return or they want to talk to management, then tell them that you can call management, but management can't do anything for them. And if they continue to escalate the situation, kill them. Like that kind of deadly Kmart worker sort of thing. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to... Yeah, I'm just continuing to stare at him and I'm just going to be like, alright, so what is behind the door? We don't know. I don't know. Why do you want it open, or do you don't know? I, I have no idea why the people I serve want the door open. I just know that they want the door open, and I have been tasked with getting that door opened, and Frankly, I do with what, what I'm tasked with. That's that's the job here. I'm middle management, upper management at best. I'm gonna like walk forward to the super front of the cage and like grab the bars, like not aggressively, just like holding right. them. And I'd be like, all right, I will open your door. But if I find out that you are lying to me or that you are trying to trick me or you think you are smarter than me, I will kill you. And I will kill you with this blade. Do you know what happens to the soul of a man who's killed with my blade? Do you? As far as yes. I know, you've been in possession of the blade for 
maybe 12, 13 hours. Yes, but once you touch the blade, you know. Is it real? Is that something you want to risk? Uh, it's something I want to know. I'm actually curious. It's a lot of fuss for a sword. It is rather fussy, isn't it? And I just wink at him. And the rest of you, are you willing to go and open this door? I know it seems like an asinine task. And honestly, if I had my way, and this isn't personal, I would just kill you right out to spare you the trouble. But uh, something about extra bodies and probabilities and there's just, there's a lot. So basically uh, my, our, my, chan- my choices are to make some extra coin or to die? That's, that, yes. I, I can make it quick if you choose to die. I, I will make it quick. How much coin? Uh, I, I have been told that I can offer at least uh, 15,000 gold. And at most? <laughs> no, that's that, that, yeah. That's that's the top tier. I'm not allowed to go higher than that. A piece? Yes, a piece. All right, they will help me, and we will open your door. What just happened? Now, shoo! We are all going to open the door. Now, shoo, go away, and we are going to go. And I just start walking towards the tunnel. No, no, you're in a cage. They have to to let you out of the cage. Oh, it's not. We're we're still locked in a cage. You're still locked in the cage. The tunnel's outside the cage. (laughs) (laughs) As you're shooing the guy with the key away, Emmerich just kind of looks over at you like, what the... (laughs) Are, are you all in agreement to do this thing? Well, foreseeable future, wherever she goes, I go. Yes, of course they would help you open the door. So in the alternative, I really don't see I have much of a choice. Then what did he call you? Gar- Gargamel? Gargolin? What? What was it? <laughs> I'll, uh... I'll play along. Fair enough. Uh... So, if I could just, um, let me kind of motions back, and one of them produces uh, this this piece of wood. It has a copper clamp at the top, and there's a piece of vellum in it. Uh, and he has a small quill, and he passes it through the gates, and he's if I could just get a writ signature on this uh, to verify that you've taken this contract, uh, I'll be more than happy to unlock that door, and you can be on your way down the tunnel. I grab the thing and read it. What does it say? Okay, so the the contract is really hastily written, and it just says, uh, I, the name signed below, do agree to follow said parameters set before us by the, and then there's some scribbling, uh, as if someone did not know how to spell crimson. <laughs> uh, and so it looks like, it's all in Helic, by the way. Helic is like the, um, the, the standard common language of, uh, of Maya. Um, the Crimson Shroud. Uh, it took them three times to get the word Crimson right. Oh no, it's their own name. And then there's uh, there's some lines to sign. Even <laughs> even without rolls, there's nothing magical or enchanting about this piece of paper. So she's going to open the door. We're going to go in the crypt and clean it out? Uh, just go open the door. Past that, you can do what you want. You can come back out. You can continue to go in explore. I don't care. I just know that the door needs to be open. In my experience, like, working with 
uh, like retail stores and all that. Do I feel like this is a stupid contract and I could probably get out of it, I'd talk my way out of it or lawyer my way out of it if I really needed to? You feel like this was probably written because somebody told somebody who then told somebody who then told somebody in some sort of organization, make sure they sign something that says they agree to this so we have a yeah. paper trail. It's like crayon on a cocktail napkin sort of a thing. Pretty much, yeah. But it, it, you, this would be um, first day uh, janitorial staff asking to write, uh, you know, binding contracts for a law firm. Yeah. All right. I uh, they gave they have, I have a pen as well or a yes. quill. Well, it's a quill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I take it. I sign it, and then I hand it to Emmy. Okay. I sign it, Emmett. Okay. Hand it to hand it to Gargolin. I look at it. <clears throat> I look at the back of it. Um, because all the horrible things in a contract end up on the back. On of the, the back, yeah. No, that's yeah. good. I like it. That's smart. You get a feeling that that this, uh, if it was in a different reality, would have been the kind of thing that somebody would have written on the back of like an Italian restaurant menu. The kind you doodle on when you're waiting for your cheese sticks to show up. <laughs> Mm, I try and forge I am the president on there. <laughs> I look at Cleary and I say, I should really let my agent read this, but fine. And then <laughs> I <laughs> scribble my name on it. Okay. Oh, and I guess I'll, I'll hand it off. I sign it Wilt Chamberlain. No. <laughs> I shrug and sign it and uh, ask, for my, ask for my weapons back. Okay. Uh, we've already left them in, inside the tunnel. And the one with the sap, uh, do I, he takes the clipboard back from you and hands it back, and one of the guards takes it upstairs. There's still two of them training crossbows on you guys, and uh, and the big guy is standing there. And uh, the one with the sap kind of pulls out some keys, and he rifles through them, and he unlocks the door, and he steps back. The big guy with the rapiers motions toward the tunnel, and he goes, Have at you. Thank you. And I like just walk towards the tunnel. Am I close to him? Or he's backed away? Um, he hasn't moved away from you. He's an imposing figure. He's a pretty big guy. I'm gonna, like, uh, run my finger across his chest as I walk by him and okay. just head for the tunnel. Okay. So are we all still jacked up from the poison? No, you're good from the poison and healed okay. for however much you might want to have healed yourself from. As you walk in, you kind of hear one of them say, uh, what do you think? You think they'll make it? I don't know. The last ones didn't. Now we'll see what happens. They gave us back our weaponry and stuff? Your weapons are... They said your weapons were inside the tunnel. So. We should have found out where inside the tunnel they are. <laughs> well, that's not good. As, I, as I'm, as i like, walking, I'm going to... I assume it's dawn now? Yeah. So I have my new blades? Yes. So I'm going to poison one of my moon-throwing uh, implements? Okay. With um, with the scorpion's embrace. Okay. And I'm going to poison the uh, Ephraim's razor with the lunary dew. Okay. You hear the minute you poison Ephraim's razor, you hear the skittering sound and feel silk like against your skin. Is it like pleasurable? Do I like it? Yeah, you like it. Oh, I like it. You like it. I like it. I'm gonna go ahead and throw uh, uh, serious cure serious wounds on myself. Okay. For my spell list, because I got jacked up. Yeah, you got hit by like thirty or plus <laughs> yeah. in a single round. 
This dude's oh, crossbows were oh, not. Oh, that's six. Not exactly how I thought this was going to play out, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> oh, and I just assume that all of my, I like, all of my blades today will have scorpions embrace. Yeah, that's what I'm I thought. I'm only poisoning one of them, but I'm gonna I'm gonna only summon from that one. Okay. So you guys make your way into the tunnel. It is a uh, uh, the tunnel looks well dug, and the floor looks as is as if it has been trampled down over time. It's not a new structure. Uh, it's something that has seen a ton of use over the years. So go ahead, move yourselves as you see fit down the tunnel. Uh, can I, mean, I like check for traps? Sure. Tell me when you're going to check for traps and then roll. All right. I'm going to move. And I'm, have we encountered our gear yet, or is it still? No, you have not encountered your gear yet. <laughs> Joy. Damn it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to move here and check for traps. Okay. Roll. Um, the tunnel does not appear to be trapped. <laughs> I love take it. A, take a drink, listeners, and home. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so when you come around this bend, you see... How's my evil detection doing? Um, you detect... Uh, how, what's your range? It's 60 feet, somewhere like that. 60, yeah, you detect some evil. You just my, don't... my party members? <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't think it's from anybody in the party. Okay, um, nobody in the party is evil, right? I don't think so. No, we're, we're neutral as fuck, man. Yeah, this is like a neutral as fuck party. Not um, me, buddy. You detect... There's a general, like background noise of evil in this place. Oh, great. Damn Nickelback playing. I know. <laughs> so you come into this room? Yes, I do. Okay. I want my sword back. Alright, as you walk into the room, the chamber is carved out, of, carved out of old earth and stone. You know, about 25 feet wide by about 15 feet long. Um, it's got a low ceiling, which is very strange for anywhere in Mareel. Most of the ceilings in Mareel are you know, actually a little higher than normal. Um, everybody likes their vaulted ceilings. This ceiling is only about eight foot. It feels kind of claustrophobic. The room uh, opens up to a short uh, ten foot wide hallway that's going north. The only noticeable objects in this earth and stone room are four large iron sarcophagus. You know, anybody got any uh, blacksmithing or crafting rolls they want to throw? I do. My other character does. <laughs> yeah, Ogan be all over this. Got, yeah, where's Ogan when we need I him, man? No, dude. <laughs> Knowledge engineering. Actually, yeah, engineering would work too. Sweet. Jeez, is that a nat twenty? Yes, it was. Emmerich dropped a nat twenty on that one. Nerd. These are these are locked with something known as gear bolts. Uh, gear bolts uh, lock internally and uh, can only be opened from the inside and they are typically like a release based thing so x action happens causing the gear bolt to unlock it's very weird to see coffins locked with gear bolts everybody stop what you're doing sorry do they seem like they've been opened recently no super old and dusty yeah super old and dusty I'm guessing without really getting close to that, there's no way to, uh, and inspecting these, there's no way to tell what the triggering action is. Nope. And would it have to be something inside the boxes? Inside the sarcophagi? It doesn't necessarily have to be inside. It, uh, like an outside force could do it, but these are definitely not something that are meant to be open from the outside. This is kind of lock you put on something that you want to keep closed. You don't want somebody to break into, you don't want somebody to pick it, 
Like this is the kind of uh, lock that you put on something that you intend to stay very well locked up. Not to metagame, but I have the sneaky suspicion when she uses that sword. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I'm also concerned what's inside. Mm. If anything is inside. Yeah. That would be a concern. Uh, you said these were called gear... Gear bolts. Gear bolts. Graziella, we have four sarcophagi armed with gear bolts. Well, I cannot open that, so that must not be what they want me to look at. So, I'm like, look at them and see if they're with caution, old and just, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to come to the edge of this room, like right here, and I'm going to check for traps again. <laughs> check for traps. Okay. All the traps. <laughs> Ooh, 31 plus 4 is 35. The room does definitely does not appear to be trapped. The room is safe. As far as you know. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm always confident in my ability. <laughs> are there any? Are there? Is there anything on the outside of the sarcophagi? No, they actually. Um, it's weird. Even really mundane crypts and graves, and uh, it's, you know, co- wooden coffins that would be cobbled together. You know that the, uh, the bodies would be interred in before the hands of Mashkala take them away. Uh, have some sort of. Uh, adornment on them, some sort of decoration, but these are just very nondescript. They are made of iron, which is also kind of strange because, you know, that's a that's a pretty dense magic repelling metal to make something out of. So it, you know, it, it seems kind of off to you. I wanted to ask, uh, first of all, what are your people's names? Since you know, I might have to yell your name out, as in. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't want to say, hey, you, cat lady, look out, or, hey, you, green eye. Well, if you ask our new friends back there, my name is Emmett. Mm. But I suppose for the time you could call me Emmerich. Okay. My name is Graziella Anastasia Blackfoot. You may call me Ella. Ella? Uh, okay, that's a lot shorter. That's good. Uh, Steve, throw me bar knowledge, bruh. By the time I got out, Gra- Graziella Anastasia, Gratitella, <laughs> whatever may you call did. me. Ella. Okay. You may a, call him Emmy. A, a. I am sorry, I'm the inscrutable. The unwattable? Inscrutable. Look at my face. <laughs> Not a hint of thought behind it, is there? Yet there are wheels turning all the time. Um, I'm going to type a quick whisper to Steve, so give me one second. That's just something you're aware of. Because word on the street and whatnot. Oh, okay. Cool. So I'm gonna uh, turn to Gargolin and be like, and who are you? I am Gargolin Yelp, musician. He's the finest dwarven percussionist in all the city. That's true, but I don't like to brag. I'll brag for you, friend. That's <laughs> what I do. All right, so you guys get up to the door. No, I'm guessing Vanessa gets up to the door. I would like to check the door for traps. <laughs> um, let's describe what the door looks like first. All right. It's covered in traps. It's covered in traps. It looks like a trap. giant mouse trap. <laughs> I guarantee it's the craziest trap you'll ever see. Um, <laughs> okay, so the door is iron and carved with thorns and vine work. It does not have a lock and seems to be open. That's probably fine. I check it for traps. Go for it. Mission roll? accomplished. I check it for traps for 28. It does not appear to be trapped. 
And he opened the door. <laughs> you said the door was already open? Well, it's it's not locked. It's just kind Still of no sign of our gear. No sign of your gear yet. Uh, All right, oh, I gonna, open oh. the door. Damn it. Okay. Um, this door opens. The room is uh, more a collection of square. Um, it's it's less of a room, more of a collection of square chambers, uh, filled with more sarcophagus. I saw this in Skyrim, dude. That's kind of what you see from uh, from your vantage point right now. It's the Drugar. <laughs> I really like this map, by the way. It's a fun fucking map. It's more the sarcophagi. Are I they see nothing al- else? Are they also locked with the gear bolt locks? And there's light kind of coming from down here. So somebody's coming here and lit all these torches and whatnot. Long ago was it that they sent in this last party? And how did they come in all the way in here to drop off our gear? They probably just walked. And I just, like, keep going. <laughs> okay, so the, the chambers are just connected. There's still there's some sarcophagi here and there as you're walking through. They all seem to be fairly dust-covered, all locked with, uh, with these gear bolts. As you're making your way into the room, you kind of see light coming from this area down here. You can see some more sarcophagi down that way. It's more a set of connecting chambers, like I said. Welcome down here where the light is. Alrighty. Torches and all these? Yeah, there's torches sconced on the walls probably every 15 feet or so. Are they just regular torches? There's nothing fancy about them? Nothing fancy about them. And that's it, it, noticing that, you realize that somebody probably had to be in here in the last couple of hours to light the damn things. Right. So uh, you get down here... And you can see that your gear is laying on top of the sarcophagi. Thank God. I'll come over and get my gear. No. Okay, I was going to describe what else is in the room, but we can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, give me my shit. Give me my back. No, no, I feel you. I feel you. There is an altar made of black stone. It's, uh, it's, it's comprised of a two-step platform. It's about uh, six inches for the first step. The second step is about a foot. And there's a faintly glowing light coming from the top of the platform. Although from like where you're, well, the only person who could see it is not the one paying attention. So from you guys' vantage point, you can just see the top of it is faintly glowing. Does the altar have any markings or carvings on it or anything? I mean, you're way the heck over here. Okay, I move over here. Okay. As you kind of get closer, you see that there's a crescent moon shape carved in the hollow. Uh, in the center of the altar. From the full side of the moon, there are carved these channels of different kind of widths and depths through one half of this semicircled altar. And the entire, uh, all the channels and the crescent moon are filled with a crimson, probably blood liquid. Probably. Does a half moon mean anything to me? It's Crescent Moon that looks very much like the sigil that Rosalind uses and all of her loyal subjects use. I mean, a Crescent Moon is a fairly regular, easy-to-tattoo symbol. You know, draw what conclusions you wish from that. Can I roll knowledge religion on it to see if they know if it's based on any religion? Yeah, go for it. Um, it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to resonate any kind of religion you'd be aware of. I'm also, still, I'm still detecting evil all over the yeah, place. Yeah, the whole place reads evil, and I forgot I can reveal some more. This is an evil place, people. But I got my sword back. Yeah, I'm gonna go over and grab my stuff. Okay. From that vantage point, you can see up here. Oh, it's just, there's a door. 
Oh. He just couldn't see it from the angle he was at. That's why I didn't reveal it yet. I'll yell over and say, uh, there's another door. Can I take a good look around the room and see if any of the sarcophagi appear different or like less dusty or there's fingerprints on them other than the ones where the uh, equipment was on? Do you have low light vision or any kind of specialty vision? I do believe that I do because I am a cat that can see in the dark. Right. Do you have dark vision? Hold, please. <laughs> I'm going to look at that part of my roll 20 sheet. Roll 20. Oh, wait, I feel like it'll be easier to just look at my document. Thank you for linking, for sharing us on Twitter. Roll 20. Thank you for liking us on Twitter, Roll 20. I have, in dim light, cat folk can see twice as far as humans. I have low light vision. Okay, so you don't have dark vision, you have low light vision. Um, low light vision. You're looking around and you're not seeing anything, uh, but Emric, make me a perception check. Okay, with your, with your prosthetic eye, there's the far wall like the, the wall where the half circle step platforms are for this altar, the earthen wall behind it, you can kind of make out like somebody has almost as if they had finger painted this with various sizes of fingers, a menagerie of crescent moons. It looks like maybe everyone who's come through, maybe they put their, the sigil up here. I don't, it's hard to tell what it is. I'll step closer without actually stepping up onto the altar. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just kind of staring at it, it looks like a hundred of, just with a finger, somebody has drawn crescent moons all over the back wall. But the only reason you're seeing it and you believe it has to do with the facets in your prosthetic is uh, is like an ultraviolet spectrum. The blood is dry, like long dried. It's not anything new. Okay, so or it was kind of blood. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can definitely tell that the stuff in this crescent is blood. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna move like closer so I can look at the door. Okay. I'm gonna check out my truck. Oh, I also threw a knowledge religion for this altar. No religion. Do okay. You drive the door before you. Yeah. Okay. So this door, it's got two hounds standing on their back feet. Their front paws are touching each other, so it's almost like they're making an A-frame, and their mouths are open as if they're like yelling at each other. They're very stylized, and they've been carved on this door. Are these the symbols of the Hounds of Mashkala? Not that you've seen. I'm gonna make a, a bardic knowledge check to well, I guess I'll go I'll go up to the door and I'll see I'll make a bardic knowledge check to see if I recognize any of this nut. Okay. The bardic knowledge. Knowledge of the bard yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's a nice roll. Um it it looks very non traditional for this area you've seen like some depictions of other other art other other styles of um, adornment from other parts of maya this definitely doesn't seem like something that would be indicative of the dune sea hmm. it looks like you know you would describe it as uh you know art from another land maybe i'll say uh i don't think this belongs here what do you mean this uh these symbols they don't they don't fit the area they don't i don't know who drew who created this but uh they didn't live around here. And and just looking around, uh, Steve, you know, Garland's looking and taking the whole place in. Everything else seems very indicative of, you know, uh, Mareel of the Dune Sea. This door just seems weird. Like, it's not of the area. The material is the same as the other doors. It's just a different type of iconography. So that, you know, your bardic knowledge kicking in, especially with that killer role, you're just kind of, like, it, it just, 
it strikes you as a little strange. Come over and grab my scimitar and shield and bow and arrows. I I assume they didn't actually take anything off me then. If you have your moon daggers and... Yeah, you would still have all your stuff. Yeah. I don't want to, like, walk away from my shit. <laughs> from your gear? Because I would I would definitely penalize you for it. I know that you would. <laughs> That's why I asked. And I have, I have a whole bunch of stuff on my character sheet, but right. I feel like if we just went to a party, I would not show up with, like, bedroll and rope and right, right. water skins and shit. I really don't feel like the two of you would have adventuring gear, mostly because you were at a party. I didn't bring yeah. my fishing net to the party? Just... No. <laughs> <laughs> My 500 ball bearings? Yeah, exactly. My water clock? <laughs> I have caltraps. I have all the caltraps. My kayak? Yes. <laughs> it's an inflatable kayak. It's deflated. <laughs> so, Chimney Dobra. The store, is it locked? Uh, the one she's looking at? She, yes. It does oh, yeah, not I, I did check it for traps for a, what's that, 23 plus fours. It does not appear to be trapped. It does not appear to be locked. So, kitty cat lady, I'm guessing you know a bunch about traps. You could say that. I'm sorry, Ella. Pardon me. Thank you. I mean, any disrespect, since we're all in a hole underground somewhere. But you think this door is safe? Yes, it appears to be safe. Okay, I'm going to open the door then. Okay. You open the door? Sure. Oh. It's not a good color. It's the shining. (laughs) I really just wanted the the audio reaction for the show. (laughs) Just hear everybody react to the image. Oh. The The Kool-Aid. The room smells of rot decay. The floor is stained with blood. Some fresh, uh, some flaking, like, wet, weathered paint off of a door frame. You know, anybody that's lived in a human area knows what that kind of flaky paint look is. Um, it's caked around the bottom of this 10-foot wide by 50-foot long corridor. The ceiling is a little higher. Uh, it reaches up about 12 feet and kind of arches. Uh, against the far wall, you can see a door of silver. It has an intricate border, and it seems to have, like, some weird effect going on with it, but from your vantage point, you can't really figure out exactly what that is yet. I'm going to speak the words of the great prophet Akbar when I say, it's a trap! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll move up to the room. I don't want to go in the room. I just want to move up to the room and look and I'm gonna see if I see any traps. Okay, Detect traps? You don't detect any... uh, 30. Does not appear to be trapped. Yeah, y'all, y'all listeners at home, if you play the it does not the room does not appear to be trapped game, uh, you're wasted. You're wasted at this point. <laughs> yeah. And if oh, you're wasted, oh, get ready! Uh, I'm gonna check everything for traps. If that's a game, buckle if, up, fuckers. If you're wait, if you're if you're a, can we call them fuckos? Um, if, if, no, that's him. You can't take that. Affectionately, yeah. that's actually trademarked. We can't use the term fuckos without paying licensing rights. Yeah, and man. So buckle we, up, buckos. <laughs> so we can. You owe me a dollar. <laughs> so we can pay our licensing rights. Go to uh, oldmagicgaming.com and buy our nifty t-shirts. Uh, they help our site uh, continue to run, and they are really cool. Yeah, they're super cool. No, they really are super cool, though. We're not just trying to show you for stuff. They're pretty freaking awesome shirts. But they, but they don't say fuckers. Not yet, anyway. No. Nah. Well, they're not allowed to, because that's uh, that's oh. licensed. Oh, man. That's a booze and brews, man. We can't, yeah. we can't take that for booze and brews. That is a booze and brews original. TM. Yeah. We have a also, licensing lawyer on the show. Come at us. <laughs> when, you're, when, you're, when you're done listening to this amazing uh, podcast and uh, all of the other amazing podcasts on the oldmagicgaming.com, go listen to Booze and Bruce, uh, because that is... Uh, also an amazing podcast. That's so freaking good, man. Dude, come listen all- to me get real drunk and talk about ghouls. <laughs> it's fantastic. All day, every day, with uh, Podcast Mom and uh, Engineer Bob, who is a, a delight. <laughs> Fancy tuna. 
I'm going to take uh, one of my silver coins and throw it into the room on the floor. Okay. Roll me a d4. The coin lands uh, heads up. Evens was tails, heads was odds. I was just curious. How <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't suspend it. No, it just landed. Or, it just, or, no, it just, it's a coin. It landed on the floor. I was just curious. Oh, okay, I was landed on. Oh, I was expecting that to like mean something. Oh my god, I was expecting it to like explode into flame. Yeah, yeah. like heads is heads is good, I guess. I just I wanted to see if it was heads or tails. Now you're just screwing with us. I am. Just no, we don't trust you. No, there's, we're completely paranoid. As you should be. And this <laughs> is how you play. <laughs> Stressed out and paranoid, D&D all over. Hey man, that's how I live seven days a week. <laughs> Don't you wish you could check for traps in real life? Oh my god, all day, every day. I wish I could check for traps. I know a few, few ex girlfriends. I wish I could check for traps. <laughs> anyway, trap queen. Yes. Trap queens, exactly. <laughs> I, with my 30 roll, I feel like the room is pretty safe. So I'm going to be like, Emmy, go in the room. Are you really her handmaid? Into yes, the room. He's my handmaiden. And then I just turn around and kind of go, <laughs> got my hands up, like, what are we doing now? Okay, now we just close the door. <laughs> and then we say everything's fine. Yeah. Meet us up front. All right. He walked in. He's fine. So I'm going to walk in, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not walking in. I'm too valuable. Are you coming? I feel like yeah. the door is going to eat you or something. <laughs> there we go. We're in the room. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> I'm hanging back, though. Okay. You get a little closer to the door, and you see that the door is uh, it's double doors. It has a like a border on it. It's almost set up like a giant mirror. You can see your reflections in it as you get closer to it. Oh boy! The entire uh, the entire door is covered with very randomly placed holes. They're about six inches tall. And they're probably about uh, an inch or so wide. They're all uniform. All of the holes are uniform in size, but the placement, the axis they're on totally random. So some are at like a slight angle, some are completely horizontal, some are completely vertical, and they're just kind of it's shotgunned all over this mirror. And are they holes or are they like, does it look like someone stabbed the door with a sword? I mean, you could see a sword easily fitting into one of these holes. Wait, how many holes are there? Are you gonna count? Yeah. About 60 seconds pass and you go, there's 31 of these things. This is a door. <laughs> 31 is not what he said the the razor the sword was? There are 31 of them? Yes, there are 31 of the Ephraim's razor. It's a, should there be 31 more swords? Or maybe... 30 more swords? Maybe my sword only opens one. Only fits in one. Well, that's what I mean. If they're trying to, if they're trying to get us to open these doors, we're, we're lacking a lot of... Oh... How many sarcophagi are in this place? We didn't count, did we? No, we didn't. Oh. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Okay. All right. That's slightly less awful. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, what does that even mean? What? I don't know. Leave me alone. I'm not talking to you. I don't. Fine. He had a theory. He went with it, and it didn't work out. Give the dwarf a break, you know? Honestly. He's not even an adventurer. He's a, he's an artist. Right? And here I am. He's trying to help you. So what are we supposed to do? Do you have your sword? I'm not talking to you. Oh. Who is she talking to? 
I don't know. I'm about to throw has a, a all yarn and figure it out myself. Imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I turn and look at uh, Emrek. Okay. And I'm like, our friend is here. Yes. I'll take a look around the room. The uh, nature of the room seems to be screwing with your magical perception. You you have a theory that you've moved into an area where the walls are starting to be lined with lead, and as everybody knows, Maya lead affects. Uh, any sorts of detection or it doesn't necessarily nullify them but it definitely dampens it so you're just kind of you're not able to discern if anybody's there or not okay I can't see him at the moment but there's something about this room that keeps me from seeing him I'm just talking to Emrek I'm like ignoring the other two okay (laughs) and I'm gonna be like he says that it is a symbolic death to get the door I, oh, I assume to open. You think I'm to cut myself and put the sword in the wall? I, I, you know what? I think I got this figured out. I walk up to the door. You said the door was reflective? Yeah. I stab my reflection. Okay. Uh, your blade does not fit into the hole. Uh, I look at Cat Lady and I gesture at her. What do you gesture at I'm me? I'm gesturing. I'm, Stan, I'm Stan on the video feed. I'm like, I'm like, maybe you should try this. With your sword. Stand in front of the mirror and stab where your reflection is. All right. I, like, walk over to in front of the door. I walk over to in front of... Wait, I'm going to walk up to the door. I'm going to check it for traps. Roll, roll for traps. Take a shot at home. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it in does the not appear to be trapped. All right. <laughs> I'm going to drink up. Drink uh, up. <laughs> I'm going to look at myself and, like, see where... There's a, a blade that's like a, a hole that's sort of like right in the, in like an arm, like. Right. You know? And then I I'm would, gonna. Yes? I would try and find one closer to your heart. Symbolic <laughs> death. That's one way to get rid of her. All right. I also want shot glasses and say the room does not appear to be trapped. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll find one closer to my heart. Okay. <laughs> If I die, I'm gonna be real mad at you, Maddie. <laughs> and you will I be will... the first or the last. Yep. I will uh, see, like, hold my sword up to it, like it's gonna fit in there. I'm not putting it in yet. I'm just checking. Yeah, it'll fit in there. I like look back at Emmerich, mm-hmm. and I, I wink, and I slam it in. Okay. Uh, as you slide the blade into the reflection of yourself, the reflection reacts as, as if it's been stabbed. It staggers back and falls to the ground, and then the whole mirror turns dark iron in color. And then you hear a click as if it unlocks. I pull the sword out of the door. What? No, thank you. I was pretty keen for prop like trap solving or problem solving. Yeah. That was well yeah. done, Jim. Like, well, yeah. and I only have a nine intelligence. <laughs> yeah, I, that was good though. That was quick. I yeah, said, I what? didn't get there. I, I, I look at Calvin. I'm like, what? No thanks. <laughs> I turn to Emmerich and I say, thank you. <laughs> Turn to play uh, well done <laughs> I so the doors have opened did you say no you just hear something unlocked with my sword push on the door it opens a crack can I see in sure you can see a dark hallway <laughs> no let's say you can see what
this pachow is amazing. <laughs> now, a word from our sponsor. Tide Pods. <laughs> pachow, it's the Tide best. Clean yourself from the inside out. Tide Pods. <laughs> Hoop bubbles. Tide Pods. Four out of five DMs in Crowd of Queens love Tide Pods. <laughs> pachow, it's delicious. Fart like a fresh meadow. Tide Pods. <laughs> oh. And no wrinkles in my colon. <laughs> Ignore the green pea. That's normal. <laughs> Pachow! <laughs> Pachow! Your new spell, attack, spell effect. There's Pachow! I cast Pachow! All right, so you guys get up to the door. I'm guessing Vanessa gets up to the door. Save yeah. Pachow. Sorry. No, the 80s kids all just lost their shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> And the wheel turns, and then the the diver goes off the board. But what is it? Flip the man into the rubber bun oh, van. And the, it was like a barrel, right? Drop the, the marble. Diver barrel. jumps into the barrel. Yeah, yeah. You, missed, you lost one piece of that, and it was the whole thing. <laughs> the whole game just sucked from that point. Yeah. yeah. Wait, but it was we'll... a game. I thought you just. <laughs> it. No, no, it was a game. Rude I, thought it was just just, I thought it was just pieces of plastic to throw at your siblings. <laughs> no, no, that was GI Joe. Mm. <laughs> but now we know. Okay. <laughs> the more you know. Ding. Knowing is half the battle. That's right. Real American hero. Go, Joe! An entire war where nobody is hit. Cobra! Cobra! <laughs> <laughs>